Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. They've outgrown their age of rebellion, dulled the Empire's edge, defeated Imperial generals and the Pirate Queen's dredge. They've been soldiers and scoundrels, what's there left to be? How about Lasaka life looking for their force and destiny? There's a seer, hermit, investigator, and teacher better watch your back, or a vibe or a ring's gonna reach you. Will this team find the light, or will darkness win the day? Find out with the heroes of the Hadian way. Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way, the crew used the hyperspace jump from Arbuene to rest and plan. Kobo remained grimly realistic, girding them for more likely combat. Once on Jorah, they were headed to one of Koba's old contacts when their battle readiness stopped them short at arrival security. Skip had left the big gun on board, and Hillary, through sleight of hand and sleight of mind, was sent skimming through undetected with something secret of Koba's. But both Cash and Kobo were subjects of interest with their vibro-rangs and rune-laden staff, respectively. Now they're on the loose in the city and on the hunt once more. What clues will be found? Find out this week as Hillary considers the menu. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play podcast and we're playing in Fantasy Flight Games' Force and Destiny system. Using the Chronicles of the Gatekeeper adventure as developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. This is Act 2, Episode 2, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And Koba, the Doug, a Sentinel investigator, slash Sheehan expert. I forgot about that part. That's a new part. Ah, so you did learn acrobatics. Yeah. And you may not have noticed, but while we were in hyperspace, it uh, became a new year. So my New Year's resolution is... I'm going to try to go outside in kinds of weather that aren't gloomy. Maybe some sunny days. Minimum of like two hours. You know. Experiment. Hey, Hillary, do you have any resolutions? My name is Hillary. Well, my name is Hillary. Truth be known, I'm actually Lord High Lord. Hillary Alloric of the Flying Alloric's, which is very important. Um, every other moment of my life but this. No, I don't believe in resolutions except for maybe. Uh, pestering Frank a bit. It's good for Frank. Gets her out of her shell. I know you believe in conflict resolution. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Frank, the Trindoshian <laughs> Mystic Seer, and <laughs> and I was going to do that even if Hillary didn't call me Frank in their part. <laughs> and uh, my uh, my New Year's resolution, besides uh, trying to your New Year's resolution is to be a bit more cash. No, I've just I've decided to embrace it. It's the only way. <laughs> The power of Frank. The forces with Frank. You did say you were going to be Frank. <laughs> I, I guess that is my resolution then. I've already achieved it. I'm winning the year. Hey, Skip, what about you? 
Hmm. Well, I mean, as a seeker hermit, I probably should resolve to seek more. So yeah, I... See, if we're honest, I think you're very good at the seeking part. The hermit part, however. Looking at your travel companions. That's fair. But no, no, I don't want you to hermit. I take that I'm... back. I'm going over there. Hey. Stay with us. Hey, hey, Gudge, what's your New Year's resolution? Intriguing. To learn more about our heroes, we get one hero to ask another a question. It is now Skip's turn. Hey, Koba. Yeah. Truth or dare? Truth. Neat. That was the question. <laughs> okay. You know, because I think it does kind of tell a lot about a person whether or not they're willing to do truth or dare, whether or not, you know, they're a very daring sort of person, but also if they pick dare, a lot of them might mean that they don't really want to tell anybody the truth. But, you know, if they pick truth, maybe they're kind of the kind of person that likes to have an air of mystery about them, but they actually kind of really do want people to ask them questions about, you know, their their past life or backstory as it may be. So, so which one are you now, Skip? Oh, I'm Dare. <laughs> Our destiny points for the session are two light side points and three dark side points. What a good thing to know, Christine. I know, it's a good thing to, to read aloud and let the audience know and not forget, like I might have done in the past episode. But it's okay, we didn't use any of them, to my recollection, so um, it's fine. If you're, so if you're curious, how many destiny All points we had last session? Just, just to be clear. I mean, we got to fall to the dark side, Brandon. The camera picks up. We're starting off with an idyllic picture of Jorah from the outside. You can see the entire arch that goes up above it. You can see the entire hammock bridge city that's there. And then it starts focusing in and focusing in. And as you do, you can see like a landing pad structure. And you can see a glint off of there that's coming in from the side that we're on. And you can see this window that looks to be going hmm, at least two stories. It might actually be three, but you're zooming in from outside, so it's kind of hard to tell. And as you get in closer and closer, then all of a sudden the image does one of those weird things where you're going through the window, and suddenly there's the bar. You've got people in the background talking mulling about you can see hollow darts going off in the corner a pool table couple arcade games getting used and you've got three different levels that people are sitting at with booths and tables where they can actually just look out over the edge and into the mist maybe you see something moving through there Maybe you don't. It's really hard to tell because the wind just keeps moving and circling. Then the camera moves up as it goes from the bottom level to the mid to the top level. And the top level is where the door to the outside is. And while on one side we see all of this Clone Wars paraphernalia where you've got shoulder pauldrons of clone troopers half 
destroy B1 battle droids, the upper torso of a B2, and various weapons giving this kind of gloomy picture. And off to the other side, you can see along the far wall a bar with stools in front of it and two Nemoidians. One's polishing the bar top and the other one is counting bottles in behind. Looking like they're trying to find a rare liqueur so that they can make a drink. And the camera turns and points at the door. And that's where we see our heroes. Koba leads the way, I presume, into the cantina. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I I think that's a good call. Takes a quick look around at the assorted clientele. It's been a number of years since he was last on Ketonomoidia, so, uh, you know, the lay of the land may have changed a little bit. Then he heads for the bar. All right, you get up to the bar. The bar itself is pretty much at eye level for you. There's stools next to it. One of the bartenders sees you and then the associated, well, other two, because, yeah, Hillary's shorter. I'm glad that I'm comparatively short rather than superlatively short. Puts her arm down on the bar top, leans a little forward, and it's like, Hey, what can I get you? I'm looking for Phileas. Uh, that could be an interesting thing. Does Phileas know that you're coming? And he'll scratch just above one of their big eyes. No, this is a little bit of an impromptu visit. But uh, we go back. Look, you gonna order anything? Sure. Give me a but a Karelian sunset. Absolutely. That'll be five credits. And turns to start making the drink. Koba kind of turns to observe the room again, just in case anybody has uh, taken any sort of undue interest in this group. As you're looking, you can see off in one corner, you do see an Nemoidian with an eye patch. The thing of it is, is that you don't see any connection on the eye patch. It just looks like it's in the eye socket, like the eye's been replaced with a eye patch. And they're in a long 1970s looking trench coat, like with a lot of interior detailing and puffery and a lot of layers once you get past the hips. It's like a waistcoat that then just extends every like couple inches down. It's They're sitting there looking kind of scowling, looking at the door, looking at the bartender and scowling off at the end of the bar in a booth that somehow is positioned just perfectly so that they can see the door that comes in and also have a really good view for uh, looking out over the mist. There's a Nemoidian there, green skin, like no nose, and as is one of the hat choices of Nemoidians, It's a hat that looks like they took a bowl, cut the middle out of the bowl, and stuck the two sides together. So it's got this ridge going down the middle, 
and two clamshells. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh. Oh. All Nomadians have these yellowy, greeny eyes with a red wave going through the middle of it. And this one that's off in the corner is just scowling at Koba. I mean, does he seem to be making any sort of aggressive moves or anything? No. Doesn't look like uh, making any sort of aggressive moves at all. Looks like they recognize Koba and is scowling at him. Does Koba recognize them? Uh, going with takes Koba a minute or two, but yes, that looks to be Phileas. Ah, then Koba will get his drink and then cross the room. Are you motioning for us to follow? Um, probably the opposite at the moment, because we don't want to spook him. All right, we can wait here. Y'all want anything? Yeah, do, uh, do you have a fuzzy tauntaun? <laughs> I mean, I haven't made one of those in a while, but yeah, I think we got everything. Nah. These six creds. Uh, Cash digs around. As Christine scrolls in her character sheet. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I got that. You, you want anything, Hillary? Skip? I'm good. I'll consider the menu. I'm assuming there's either like a sheet or a posting somewhere I can read. Yeah, there's a small disc-like hollow that puts up. It's got the beer menu, the whiskey menu, going through all that. Really short wine menu. <laughs> and they're all in boxes. I want something with an umbrella in it. Uh, Tatooine sunburn for you. There you go. Which is funny, because you never see umbrellas in Tatooine. Well, I mean, it could be good sun protection. I, I know, it would make sense, but you just don't, you just don't see it. I do believe they choose layers instead of actual sunshade. Hmm. That could be a business opportunity. <laughs> Koba is walking over. I think you were coming back to Jorah. That's what you said last time you were here. Yeah. If wishes were Bantha's, believe me, I'd rather not be here, but... Uh... Sometimes you just have to go with where the work takes you. Oh, so you're on a job. Same benefactor or someone new? I've bounced around a little bit in recent years. You don't look too much with the worse for wear. Yes, uh, at least that's good. You're looking pretty okay yourself. Uh, look, I'm trying to find some... Clone Wars era memorabilia for my current employer. Something someone might have left behind on Catanomoidia. Wow. That's that's a thing. We're swimming in it. Like they've got walls of this as he flails at the wall of memorabilia. But you you wouldn't come back here for just anything. No it's not droids, it's not weaponry. Something else. What would it take for Koba 
to make their way back here. It's a unique piece, you might say. Mm, sounds pricey. Uh, depends. Some kind of um, data crystal belong to a uh, republic functionary of some kind. That's a dangerous thing to be looking for around here. People don't have that great of memories of the Republic, especially once it became, and then just waves their hand above their head. Well, that's part of the reason my current employer likes the stuff. Not exactly making more. Value goes up every day in certain parts of the galaxy. No more Republic bureaucracy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Every form signed in triplicate brings credits. With that sort of thing, I don't know how much I can help you. Because that's kind of putting my neck out there, too. Could be done, of course. But people around here don't seem to like people from away. I mean, I've gotten to know people like you and like most of the people here. And you're not all that bad, but... I'm going to send you to someone to learn. Well, there's always the smell of exhaust on everyone. Wanting to get their thing and then leave. Just like Nemoidia itself. Take what they want and go. And, well, Jory's been through a lot. Still trying to dig out from under it, and we've got those blasted Imperials here. Even their prison is here. Guess that's what we get for hosting the Republic's landing all those years ago. Lots of planets have Imperial garrisons. Look, what could I do to um, grease the wheels a little bit? Credits? Favors? Eh? There's a couple people that I know that Need a few things done. Okay, he knows you. The actual getting of information might be an average social check of some variety. Okay. Uh, average one setback. Do you accept streetwise? Actually, yes. Considering the person and whatnot, yes. I will accept streetwise in this case. Cool. Then I have street smarts, so that'll knock the setback off. Yeah, I'll just give it a just give it a roll. Yellow, yellow, green, green. Three successes. Now, you said functionary. Now, which functionary are you needing? Because that depends on who and what needs to happen. Some of the more minor ones, we can probably work something out just here, you and me. But some of the higher ones, names Ward. At that point, you see his eyes go a bit wide. Oh, that does make things harder, because Ward has a reputation here. Does he? A none-too-kind one. If anything, he was the Republic's attack dog here. But I'm pretty sure that we could come to some form of agreement. Though, 
You're right. Some favors are going to be needed with the people that you're going to eventually need to talk to. Because if they just think you're from off-planet and looking at Ward, they're going to clam up. They're going to try and leave town, if nothing, if they think you're just here for that. It's impressive how someone can still be that disliked after so long. But there are a couple people that it may not directly look like it's helping, but it'll get the right aroma around you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, look, I'm not getting any younger. Can we... Give me the details. Okay. There's two that you can probably deal with pretty easy. And... Mm, I don't know, if you're actually working in a crew now, maybe these other ones will actually work out. But I know how you're good at finding and recovering things. So there's... This one, he's a former officer in the Trade Federation. He's been looking to get a few things back from when the Trade Federation was still, like, a thing. He's Kuto Jarrell, and he could definitely use a bit of help. He's got some things that he's wanting, and I'm pretty sure that someone like you could acquire them. Much easier to get than anything of that person. That you had been asking after. And, well, there's also a pusher that we could deal without. If you were willing to do that sort of thing. Jendo Shirin has been trying to horn in on a few people's territories. And he hasn't tripped off anyone yet. But it's only a matter of time. And things are going to be bad before anyone actually cares. All right. I think I can take care of that. Both of those items. Has the rest of the group come over to the booth, or are they still at the bar? I was thinking I was just going to stay at the bar and drink my froofy drink, because... So unless we're waved over, I don't think we were moving in. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. In that case, can I get an average resilience check, or brawn check, off of Miss skin? <laughs> yeah, figured. Well, let's do this. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we're good. I'm going to roll my resilience you know, against I'm two gonna purples. I'm going to spend so. a destiny point on this because I think <laughs> it's a ben very didn't like strong my drink. confident tone. So that's going to be red purple instead? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to roll yellow, green, green, red, purple. Jeez, you even are trained. And I've got a success and two advantages. All right, so you are not drunk off of a single drink. Oh, no. No. Skip, Skip's not a child. Skip has had alcohol. Anyhow, Skip ain't drunk. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Skip. Yeah, I, I think we're just kind of hanging out right now. I don't... I... I don't want to introduce us until Koba gives us kind of a kind of a signal. Yeah, Koba's uh, thinking is that no. if if like a whole group of random strangers roll up on this guy, it might make him anxious. I do want to get a hard vigilance check off of Cash, as I'm assuming at least at some point they're going to be looking out through the giant window. 
Sure. Okay, I'm fortunately good at vigilance. Just double checking. Yeah, Ward's foresight only applies to initiative in that regard. So we're just uh, let's just a check. So I have two yellow, two green, and a blue. And it was a uh, what difficulty? A hard check. Hard. Mm. Okay. Yep. Checking no to see if you spot the kaiju cameo. Uh, no successes, but five advantages. <laughs> it's one of those rolls. I mean, so I, I I think Cash is too distracted by the Clone Wars material on the wall. She's noticed a particularly interesting piece and is uh kind of waxing a little bit. From the sounds of it, she didn't you know fight in the wars per se, but might have been uh <laughs> on the outskirts of some of it. You do see this ship come flying by, and because you don't succeed, you don't get the actual connotation of what that actually is. Yeah, I, I, I don't put but, two and two together. <laughs> so that our listeners are able to at least get an idea of what the heck I'm teasing with. It is a M12 Camogia fighter. M12 Camogia fighter? So then, given my role, what is the significance of that to cash? Anything or just kind of interesting ship coming through? It's a fighter that is used a lot in the fringe. Like, this is a sort of fighter that you'd find on hot stations, or it has enough legacy to it that you would find this on a possible old separatist independent contractor kind of place. For some reason, you're not quite sure, but the coloration of it looks kind of sort of familiar. Hmm. Hey, uh, Barkeep. Yeah? Can you name any, uh... Maybe any bounty hunters you've seen come through this area recently? Uh, there's been a few, but I know that the Dukes got one on retainer. They've been showing up every now and then when trouble happens. There was a mission they supposedly went on not too long ago. They might be finally coming back from it. Hmm. Uh, do you happen to know that hunter's name? Yeah. Reputation, just, just curious. An older hunter. Been hunting for a while, if I remember, but eh, name escapes me right now. Hmm. Well, it's definitely not Bosk. Cash looks contemplative, but doesn't uh, doesn't pursue that uh, particular lead further at this time. Sort of files it away for now. Cash will remember that. the camera then pans over the clientele here then goes back to Koba and Phileas I look into these names you've given me and um, if anything turns up I'll be back alright well if you want to help out otherwise can only do good for you we don't get much help out there other than ourselves and if you be noticed doing things for people around here, there's a good chance they'll get a good shine on you. We just finally finished recovering from that Zelo beast that got dropped off a few years back. <laughs> yeah, those things are uh, kind of a trip. You're telling me they brought in uh, the Zelo beast, right? You see, it was on a Star Destroyer. They brought it in 
dropped it off into the mist just where I thought, well, yeah. The mists are down there. No one goes down and comes back, you know? But then all of a sudden, Zelo Beast goes down, and then, like, well, I had, like, the perfect spot for it. Because Zelo Beast goes down, then all of a sudden we see, like, this blue jet of power going across. Then, like, this weird reptile thing with plates down its back just crackling with power. The mist cleared for a bit, and we could just see them fighting it out. Even caused the bridge to swing. That's not something you want to ever really have happen much. Terrifying. Yeah, sounds harrowing. Um, look at the time. <laughs> Keep your nose clean, Phileas. Watch out for the Kreehawks. It isn't just the birds that bite. Kobo will take that under advisement and return to the group. <laughs> Kobo will remember that. <laughs> and uh, fill them in on the couple side quests he has picked up. Which, uh, which of those sounds more promising to you? Well, I'm going out on a limb here, but this group doesn't exactly seem like the kind of group that's prone to wet work, so... Hillary just flips over the menu he's reading. Wow. I'm actually really good at swimming. <laughs> uh, why don't we say we pass on that for, for now, since I think there would be some objections. I can't imagine why you'd think that. Hmm. Hmm, look at this. Haven't seen that wine in some time. It's very interesting. Quito's are all it is, then. All right. Let me, uh... I'm gonna ask one other thing. Um, something probably should have checked on before we arrived here, but... None of you have any bounties out on your <laughs> heads, do you? I don't know. How many dark side points are there? There are currently two. <laughs> so maybe two of us have them. I don't think so. I don't think anything was ever made official for me. I was a, a being of interest. I mean, it's not like I've never, you know, made off with something that wasn't technically mine, but nobody ever knew my name, so. <laughs> Everybody knows my name. It's the way it goes. Yeah, what about you, Koba? I have my share of enemies, but uh don't think there's any bounties. Okay. Then we, we should have nothing to worry about. Just saw a ship come through. Ah, it reminded me of someone, and uh it's probably nothing. You don't say a ship. It's a spaceport. Well, it's a particular ship. So. I just saw a, a Camoglia fighter come down, and it's just a not a design you see every day. And I, I used to know somebody who um, flew one of those, but it's been it's been years. Anyway, it's it's none of us have a uh, any any warrants out. We should be fine. You didn't ask about warrants. 
<laughs> I asked about bounties. So aren't the same thing, Kesh. Uh, I believe they are synonyms for one another. Mm, no. I believe this is something that Koba's going to be pedantic about. Okay, okay, what about warrants? Well, I just think it's important to note there may or may not be a warrant for my arrest on Chandrilla, but we're not on Chandrilla. Okay, good, good. Um, whatever, what are you wanting for? Uh, you know what? Maybe don't answer. Maybe we should just move on. And you, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I'm, I'm sure I would, but it would take an hour to get it out of you. So. That's the real truth or dare. (laughs) (laughs) So, where are we off to? Hey, Ran. Mm -hmm. Did Skip save the umbrella? Of course. That does my heart good. It's the second item that goes in the new... (laughs) Wrapping paper and a disposable paper drink umbrella. (laughs) I can't wait to see what you MacGyver. Phileas is giving you directions to a residence in the commercial district of Jorah. Jorah itself is sort of separated into like the palace district, the industrial district, the commercial district, the residential district. And that's generally how they're set up as a city. There's obviously intermixing in all different places. The residence that you were given as a contact point for this Kuto Jural is in the commercial district. Let's go. All right. More walking? Like, is this still walking distance? Or bus. Actually, this would sort of be like train-ish. Oh, that monorail. Train. Yeah, I vote train. I mean, we we heard them earlier, and (laughs) it's going to be a lot cheaper than renting a speeder. I mean, who would waste credits on that? Somewhere, Cav is is upset. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this way you can set an entire train on fire. (laughs) I mean, you're not Uh, wrong. Wrong character. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, just screen wipe. You're getting on train. Screen wipe. Getting off of train. There's a 10-story tall building of sorts going up. has, like, at level 5, a walkway going across to another building. Level 10 has another walkway. You can see that, yeah, it's got balconies and all the other fun things. Glass-wrapped building. You walk into the building and then screen wipe to the four of you standing on the outside of a door. I think it's probably important to note for all these screen wipes that Skip, you know, is still maintaining their wide-eyed tourist look as they go through this whole place. <laughs> is this your, your first uh, city, Skip? It's not my first city, but this city is particularly interesting. Because of the bridges? Yes. Okay. All right, I can buy that. You really have to stop and admire the architecture sometimes, Kesh. Mm, no, I don't. That's fair. All right. Uh, scurries, scurries off to the other side of Hillary. So, Koba, how do we want to do this? I was going to knock. 
I meant, do we have like a story or anything? Well, we were referred by Phileas to retrieve something. We deal with the job and then we see what we can learn. All right. Sounds simple enough. Koba knocks. Which is really weird for somebody that's not made a knock. I just want to say that. That's like one of my things in games. It's like somebody else doing paperwork. <laughs> We're going to this person to find something for this person. We're not going to this person to find something for the person at the bar. Right. So this is somebody Philia said might be able to hook us up with information we need or at least tell us where we can go for that or otherwise ingratiate ourselves to them but because they have a thing they need done. So we're here to get a side quest, which is to open up a way to proceed with our main quest. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just, my brain took a quick powder and I was like, wait, what? So we're here to, to consult somebody about a job that will enable us to complete our mission. Yeah. All right. Same page. Okay. Koba Knox, Hillary poses. Before you, you see an older Nemoidian, his clothes simple and without ornamentation, but clearly well-tailored. He mutters something nervously to himself, and then approaches. I, I had heard that you could help me. Phileas had sent a message. I have a task, a, a task which I offer a generous compensation that I cannot c- complete myself. For years I've ignored the problem, but as I grow older... Um, I wish more and more to see this resolved. Great many of my personal belongings are still in my ancestral home, but none within the city dare venture down into the underside, myself included. They molder there and do nobody any good. If you'd be willing to assist me, I'd be happy to compensate you for your effort. Why doesn't anybody go into the underside? When the final battles of Catonomoidia happened, the turn that happened with the Republic, its failed negotiations, no one's gone into the underside since. It's pretty much dead. We evacuated to the upper side, and since, well, people who can't afford not to go down there, but otherwise, no one does. Yeah, but is there a reason? Uh, a lot of damage from the war hasn't been repaired, and at least up here, if you fall, you got something to catch you. Yeah, well, we're just a really acrobatic troop. I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, with your friend down there, I'd almost think that. Big toothy grin, little salute. Possibly a wink. This is embarrassing, and what I'm needing is just a few um, Trade Federation notes. They do no one any good now. The bank that they're drawn upon is no longer in existence. But they're of extreme sentimental value for me. They're in my old estate, and down there is a dangerous place to be. If what you say is true, it most likely is going to be easy enough for you to go down and come back. Just give us the coordinates and we'll see what we can do. And yeah, he will 
give you the address of his old estate, which seems to be at, if you're reading this right, everything that you've seen so far has a positive number on it. Like, he's currently in 8-32-something or other. The address that he's giving is, like, minus 20, 18, green. Anybody have anything you want to ask this guy? Is there a security device that we should be aware of? Uh, are there locked doors? Rabid dogs? Wandering gangs of accountants? Specifics? Accountants? As an they can odd be thing to be asking about. Well, I mean, you're asking about treasury notes, so... Well, true. To my understanding, there may be a droid or two down there, but none have been reported for years. We also don't normally go down that far. Like, going down a level or two, that's one thing. Going down that far? Who knows? Now, when you say droids, do you mean separatist droids? Yes. Or just like a random astromech or something. Well, I mean, we used astromechs back then as well, but yes, droids like B1s and B2s. I mean, we used to produce them here, so we used them for security as well. I thought this, uh, thought you were, uh, used to belong to the other side. Well... It's Catanamoidia. We started out as a... Oh, fair enough. ...separatist place. This was the beachhead of the Republic landings. And then, well, as things happened. Fair enough. I just didn't think that one through. Yeah. Does the Empire patrol the underside? No. They've... They haven't sealed it, but... If you go down, you'll see it. It's marked off that anyone who goes below these points is outside of search and rescue. So, people go down and get lost, they're considered abandoned. We'll find a way to manage. I have no doubt. Well then, I think we'll come back when we have some more news about your memorabilia. There's some data pads with some pictures that we weren't able to take with us, a locket, small chest of little things, and yeah, the bonds that we left, and I am willing to pay. Absolutely. How much? I was figuring that it was worth about 500 cred. Skip's eyes get wide. Uh, cash, cash nods. Looks to Koba. It seems a fair price. And it sounds like we got ourselves a deal. Huh. Then, could you direct us to the best way to descend? If I remember correctly, the nearest entrance point was midpoint, right between the industrial and the commercial center. I'm sure that there's a tram stop right there. Or pretty close, anyway. It works for us, I suppose. I mean, there was a speeder landing pad for us, but, well, 
down there, there's got to be a lot of debris around. But yeah, there's definitely a, a lift tube nearby and stairs. There's always stairs here. Or ladders. Nope. Thank you so much. You give me a bit of hope for a bit of closure. And from around the corner, you can see two wee ones just sort of heads looking up past the door frame, trying to watch. Hillary will spot the little ones and hold his hands up open, front, back, front, back, do some ridiculous hand motions, and then pull like a little flower out of his cuff. Yeah, okay. And the eyes will go wide, and then half heads will disappear in behind the door frame. He tucks it in his buttonhole. I suppose we should be off then. And so off we go. Yep. <laughs> Hillary go. turns around and walks straight into Kesh. Montage of getting to the door to the Undercity. The blast door is big enough that yeah, you can get traffic going either direction and not run into each other. Like It looks like it's just huge. And across it in huge Orbish and then under in Nemoidian, you have access forbidden by imperial law and then underneath the actual reference point of Nemoidian law section 8 stroke and by decree of Duke Urbian. No access to the inner city per decree of Duke Urbian. Decree, blah, subsection, whatever. You've got the big roadway door that is closed, blocked. Doesn't look like it's been welded or anything, but it's closed and sealed. You can see, like, barricades up before it, and then you do see off to the left side a walking passage to go through. And it's not barricaded? It is closed off. As you walk over to it, you can see that there is scuff marks on where they've painted. It almost looks like the doors were intended to be painted shut, but you can see scuff marks where, yeah, people have gotten through here. So the door itself may not be entirely hard closed, but it's at least currently like a closed door. But it most likely can be picked open. Alright, but it is locked for the moment anyway. Yes. What do we need to pick it? Skullduggery? Mechanics? Computers? Pry bars? I don't think we have one of those. Travesty. Skullduggery or mechanics would be the ones. I'm figuring that this is a quote-unquote dumb lock. The athletics also could probably do it. Yeah, I could try to brute force it. That's about all I, I was got. Also, being the uh, uh, crowbar. Oh. I mean, I have skullduggery at a oh, right, yeah, decent. Well, I have a rank in skullduggery, you know, and a lockpick set. I thought I, I thought I might have bought a lockpick set. You're probably uh, <laughs> you're probably the best one to try then. Yeah, I have mechanics, but I'm not very smart, so do it. Uh, difficulty. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a. One red, one purple, one setback. Check. Okay. I'm flipping the light side point. And the red's from me flipping it. So you're skullduggin'? Yeah. I don't have anything to change my rules, so here we go. 
Uh, one failure, one advantage. On account of I'm wanting to do this as a fail forward thing, how do you think that that would look with wrenching the door open or? Uh, if I'm picking the lock, it's possible the door is is alarmed in some way. Certainly, that that maybe could be set off. Alternately, it could mess up the lock such that it's pretty obvious it's been forced. Okay, I actually like that second one. Slash can't be locked again. I like the idea of it being broken in such a way that the lock no longer latches. Yeah, the lock doesn't function, and if anybody was like, has this lock been forced? It would be very obvious that yes, it has. Okay, so Koba takes out his lock set, picks out the right picks, puts them in the lock, fiddles them around a bit. There's kind of a loud metal crunch, and the door kind of sways open. But I got it open. Is it supposed to do that? Just, I, I got it open. Let's go. Okay. I mean, it was a very old lock. Yeah. They don't make them like they used to. Especially when they've been broken. Well, they make them better now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until you break them. Lead on. Uh, did anybody think to bring a bring a glow rod? It did seem awful dark down there. I have a glow rod alternative. I mean, I think I have a glow rod. Uh, Skip will reach out and, you know, swing the first backpack over their shoulder and start pawing through and will produce a glow rod. Oh, apparently I have one, too. I, <laughs> I, like, never look at my character sheet. I also conveniently have a bag of food and water. I guess is back from <laughs> brewing. Is it is it edible? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, I've had it here for uh, several days. If we I actually need to, to mark, mark what I have with me and not because I guess I, I probably didn't bring the Dero because I forgot about it. Yeah, but it doesn't have anything that would set stuff off. I don't think it's programmed to detect poison. Yeah, they still some like frown at that bear sloth poison in it. <laughs> Yeah, but how are they going to know what it is unless they drink it? Why is there biological material on this uh, weapon? Because uh, it's yeah. made of wood. But don't don't think about it too much. It's a Trandoshan uh, thing. Again, don't think about it much. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, we have glow rods, we have a leader, we have an address, we have purpose. Huzzah! On to do the side quest. As Koba, like, opens the door, ushers everybody inside, and then, like, tries to close it behind them, and it just kind of doesn't latch, and then he gives up after a couple tries. I wasn't sure yeah. if it'd be... Oh, I forgot I had these, too! And Skip pulls out electro-binoculars and just Plops puts them, them on. on and has <laughs> big, like, goggly bug eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. I'm Brandon on Twitter at Blue of the Kin, or for my Star Trek actual play, where Christine can also be found at Endeavor Show. I am Leslie at LeslieGS. Woohoo! I can be found on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T H, Night with a K. 
You can find me, Yuren, at Atomic Firebird on Twitter or on Twitch at Make Believe Live. We are all at TheHeidianWay.com, where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We are also on Facebook as The Hydean Way. And you can holocom us at heroes at thehydeanway.com. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. Or you can send the team some calf at ko-fi.com slash thehydeanway. Or some rope, because we'll need it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. See, I wrote truth or dare, because like, I was going to come up with something, and then I was like, wait a minute, it's way funnier to just have that be the question. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. It's the next ad we send to Force Majeure for ideas. <laughs> okay, that's a good one too. No, I was just more meaning the Brazilians check and get skipped to do. <laughs> There's a reason why it's called a Tatooine sunburn. It's got chilies in it. Smash cut to some years earlier, Skip in the wilderness, making some kind of just like really raw fermented fruit of some kind and just like not even caring. Yes. Also, I I like to headcanon since there's not really that much information about Calarins that, you know, they're frogs. Maybe there is a little bit of, you know, toxicity in the in the physiology, you know, none, none of it systematic wise, but yeah, well, in my head, you know, frogs are well known to um, uh, be fond of beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, I was thinking more as since they produce their own natural toxins, they can yes, filter that's, other that's ones out. I, that's what I meant. I got your background, but I also am old enough to understand what 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 Brandon is saying. <laughs> We've all dated ourselves here, I think. So is Christine Com- making a connection? Uh, Cash is making a connection off of information that uh, that Christine was provided by Ben. Okay, so this this isn't like a, a larger canon question that I could possibly have context for. No. I've also never heard of a a Camoglia fighter before. Yeah, the Camoglia fighter is like a... um, I think it might be from Jump to Lightspeed originally. Yeah, and it it does show up in the X-Wings. Yeah. Yeah. X-Wing, the miniatures game, not the (laughs) PC game. Yeah, Yeah, so so I, I, Christine, have no idea in terms of that. It's it's more... Okay, I was just seeing if I was missing a groove because I'm me. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not like that design that one important character uses or anything like that. No, uh, like, it, like a it's certain really ship not. flown by a certain fet. No, no, no. So uh, it's cool, cool. And so off we go. Yep. Ellery <laughs> turns around and walks straight into Kesh. Koba <laughs> opens up the quest log, sets this as our active quest, so the trackers on our mini map. <laughs> All right. I know. It looks like there's a maze. 
I love it. Wait, how did you get the ecto goggles from the filibusters? <laughs> you know, it's a really funny story. I met these people, and you know, never mind. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not witty enough. At yeah. I used the hashtag to like I was told to, and it entered, entered me in a competition. <laughs> 